Hey, Trade Show U family, are you looking for ways to add greater value to your exhibitors and sponsors? Eva Event Tech Hub has what you need. Eva makes it easy to add enhanced engagement tools where exhibitors and attendees can make meaningful connections. Whether it's matchmaking, appointment setting, or targeted digital ads, your exhibitors will love that you're thinking about what's important to them. Now call the team over at Eva. Their team of meeting planners and developers make your events sparkle. Check out their website over at evareg.com slash TSU. That's E-V-A-R-E-G dot com slash TSU. How and why should you be building community into your events in 2024? We're going to be diving into that today on Trade Show University. Welcome. I'm the host and I'm the founder of Trade Show University, Jim Cermak. Really, really excited to have you here today and going to be talking with somebody who is just rocking the industry right now. And he is, he's on for a second time. The first uh, episode of we interview we did together was all about innovative uh, tactics that the companies could be using at trade shows that exhibitors should be using. And he is just a wealth of knowledge. He is in a whole new place from when we talked last time and really excited to get his, his perspective on community and so much else. Evan Babbins, Evan, welcome back to trade show university. Really excited to have you. Thanks. I'm so happy to be back here and to chat about all this fun stuff today. <laughs> Absolutely. And so since we last talked, Evan was was voted as one of Eventex's top 50 most influential event technology professionals in 2023. What an award. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, I think it comes down to, you know, the tech you're using at events, how we're utilizing tech to our advantage. And then you know, I think people nominate other people in the industry. So I was nominated for the award. I don't know who nominated me, but I appreciate <laughs> if you're listening, I appreciate whoever did. Um, and then, you know, they, they, they pull finalists and then they post the results. There's like, I think 11 different categories for the award this year, different categories. And so I was, you know, thankful and, and, and honored to be part of the event tech, uh, the event tech awards. That's awesome. Congratulations on that. And Thank since you. we last talked, you changed you changed jobs in a, a big way. So you went from Clear, which was a fairly small company, to now you're at Intuit. So tell us uh, a little bit about that move. Yeah, so so it was a pretty kind of crazy year over the last kind of let's say 18 months or so. Uh, so I was at Clear, you know, we were doing trade shows across the US in the water space. Uh, ended up parting ways with them. Um, I was at a few small sort of contract roles, and now I'm at Intuit. Uh, Intuit is, you know, obviously a massive global company. We have offices around the world. We have four major brands that we own, QuickBooks, TurboTax, MailChimp, and Credit Karma. So I'm on the Canadian events team, and we focus mainly on the QuickBooks segment, um, so focusing events to accountants, bookkeepers, small business, medium-sized business in that community, specifically within Canada. Um, we have teams that do our U.S.-based work as well, uh, but my team focuses on the Canadian events market through the QuickBooks channel for accountants and bookkeepers. So for going from a smaller company to a bigger company, but how did your 
perspective on events change? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the the sort of tactics and procedures and that kind of stuff is very similar. You know, budgets change, obviously, massive budgets here, smaller budgets there. Um, but, you know, there there are still, you know, the wide range of events that we do, the kinds of events we do. We're not doing all monster trade shows and monster events. You know, I'm working on an event in a few weeks that's a very small, you know, networking event for 75 people in our office. And then we do that up into the, you know, 5,000 person trade shows that we're a vendor at and we're an exhibitor at or we're doing our own events. So you get the gamut for sure. You get the wide range of events that we do here. But I think the biggest change that I felt was going from an independent owner operator company to a massive corporation. You don't have the red tape that you have in the small company. So what I mean by that is in the small company, and, and I think a lot of people can relate to this being in small companies, if the owner operator decides overnight they want to change things, everything gets changed. And there's no, no one has to say yes or no to that change being happened. That's for that change happen, to, to happen. Yeah. In a massive corporation, you know, the CEO just can't make an announcement that everything's going to change tomorrow. It has to go through legal reviews and compliance and the board of directors have to approve of it. Yeah. So things do change here a hundred percent. We're working on some amazing things in different spaces that have seen drastic change very quickly, but it's not overnight. Right. And people have to, it has to go through the chain of, of approvals. So you can see things coming down the pipeline farther ahead and you can take the time you need to react to those things more efficiently than in a small company. So I think that's been the biggest change. Okay. Well, fantastic. So for all the, I, I know we have a lot of small businesses that, uh, that listen to the podcast and are watching today. And I think that may give them some, some solace that uh, first of all, the techniques that, that you experience and that you use at a larger company are the same things that they can use for effectiveness, which is awesome. So uh, I'm going to link the our previous interview, which Evan just shared some amazing nuggets of, of gold. And so go back, listen to those. And those are things that you could use no matter what size company you have. And that is, that's fantastic. And then, so that goes for a lot of the stuff that I've been, uh, been talking about over the last few years here on Trade Show U. Uh, but also <laughs> and understand that you can make those changes quickly as a small company, but that's, that's sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's not so good, you know, from, uh, depending on who's, who's pulling the strings on that. But if you have, uh, if you have co creative control, then, uh, that just, you're blessed. <laughs> we'll just, we'll just leave it at that. And I, and I think yeah. that's the most important piece of the puzzle is like that creative control. If you're the one that's deciding, how you're executing a booth, how you're doing a giveaway, how you're doing a sponsorship play in any size company, that's where the key is. And that's the that's the recipe for success, right? It's how you execute. And, you know, if you have a million dollar budget or a $10,000 budget, that's sort of like like the little pieces that, that are at play. But the big pieces and the big puzzle pieces that you need to worry about is those first kind of three points, which is like, 
what are you doing? How are you doing it? How are you executing? Where are you going? If you're making those calls in whatever size business, then you're off to the races. Awesome. Thank you for uh, boiling that down. And it really is that simple. Those few, few key points there. So we, we talked about, or I, I kind of teed up at the beginning about community and adding community as part of these events and how important it is be, going to become in 2024. So we're, so we get us all on the same page. Give us your definition of community. What does that mean for you? Yeah. So, so for me in the, let's call it the event sphere of thinking a community to me is people who are connected via some kind of platform, some kind of device, whether it's a Slack group, whether it's a LinkedIn group, whether it's a Facebook group, whatever that connector is, people of like-mindedness coming together to connect, grow, learn, teach each other, all these kinds of different things. That to me is a community. Awesome. Awesome. So obviously from a, a show standpoint, you put like you said, over at Intuit, you're doing some of your own shows, maybe with with power users and, and things like that, and some of your customers. So you're running the show. Obviously, you want to have the, all those people who are coming part of that community. From an exhibitor standpoint, uh, well, before we go to the exhibitors, let's, let's talk about that. Are there some key points for if you're putting on your own events for the show planners out there, the event planners? What are some key points that they need to be considering? when uh, building yeah, so community. I, 100%. So I, I think this is actually going to be how event producers win 2024 is by engaging different communities and your target community for your event. So like, let's say, for example, you're doing a massive trade show geared to the automotive sec sector, let's say like an auto show kind of thing. You should be having smaller events like micro events built into your mass your your master agenda that will bring these different communities together so let's say let's say for this auto show example let's say you know that there's a big pickup truck community group that's part of the auto you know industry you should think about having you know, maybe it's an, a cocktail event or a, you know, whatever kind of event to bring this, these people together. So they feel like they're part of the picture. They're part of the show, right? If it's, you know, female race car drivers that want to come together and, and have, you know, something together for them, like bring that to the table, right? Creating micro events within your big event for your community, and sub communities within that group is how people will win this year. We've seen it already in the end of 2023 at different events where you're having these like networking, you know, events for groups within a bigger event. Um, it was successful then it will continue to be successful now. So I think on a, on a macro level, that's what we should be considering. That's what people should be, should be doing at events. And then, just bring you down a little bit farther to the exhibitor. If you can tap into those communities, if you can get the show to send you those community lists or groups or, you know, details ahead of time, you can then start your marketing campaigns directed at that group. So let's go back to the cocktail, you know, mixer night event thing. If you know that the pickup truck fans of, California 
are going to be at this event, right? And there's 300 of them. They're all going to be there because you have the list because the event, you know, manager sent you the list ahead of time. You can tailor your marketing to that specific niche group so that you can guarantee that as many of them as possible will be at your networking event. And so it's not just about exhibiting to the masses at shows anymore. I think it's, it's exhibiting also to the smaller niche groups that you're looking for to build your business, to grow your business, to grow your revenue and all those other things that we look for as exhibitors. Wow. That's just fantastic. I love what you're saying about these, these micro events and how that, that can be utilized from not only the show planners, but from all the, also the exhibitors, because that group then that those uh, those female race drivers from California <laughs> or whatever that group is they now go this is the show i need to be at cuz they get me exactly. they 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 are going to have people there for me and now all of a sudden they're being reached out by specific exhibitors and they're like oh i've got to stop by that booth oh i've got to stop by that networking event because Again, they're you're making that connection at a deeper level. It's not just going to this massive show where there's, you know, all these people in every sector of automotive are going to be there. But now it's what your your smaller group that's going to be there as well. So just a fantastic way to do that. After the show, what 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 do they do? What do exhibitors do to uh, to make sure that they stay in touch with that community or help build their own community out of that? Yeah, so that's really, I think that's the piece that a lot of people fail on is like you have a really amazing pre-show, you know, marketing communications, you're getting invites out, you're blasting on LinkedIn or on Instagram being like, I'm going to be at this show, come find me in this booth number. And all of that pre-show is really great. The during show content is obviously, it's easy to do, you know, whether it's as simple as taking your iPhone and making a video of your booth and posting it online or getting proper content creation during the show. People do that pretty well, I would say, but most people fail is the post show. So it's like after, after the event, when you've got all your leads and you've collected all your leads information, it's like you said, it's following up with them not being annoying when you follow up with them because you want to find that cadence of how many times to follow up with with a lead or with a prospect or even if just someone you had a great conversation with in the booth who may not lead to revenue or to be a client today or tomorrow but maybe you had a you know you had a great conversation <clears throat> they told you a great story and you connected on something and you just want to keep in touch with them right it's just following up with them and then you know, if it's you're looking on, you know, LinkedIn for groups or Facebook for groups, and that's how you're targeting your your um, audience, it's going into those groups that you've already researched ahead of time and saying like, okay, you know, we've done this show, we were at this show, here was our big takeaways from the event, you know, would love to hear what you thought about this event if you were there. And then getting that engagement, getting that interaction with the community in the place where they're already comfortable with. So you're not saying to them, I want to take you out of this Facebook group and bring you onto my Slack channel. Like, no, that's you're going to get tons of resistance that way. It's making it as simple for them to engage with you as possible. So good. So good. Yeah. Make sure that they stay comfortable, that they know that you get them. 
you know, and I want to know. That's why I want to deal. What's the the old adage? We we buy from people we know, like, and trust. You know, exactly. and if you're trying to pull me away, all of a sudden that trust factor might be going down. So, so I love that. You know, you're meeting people where they're at, or that you know that's the advice you're giving. Meeting people where they're at, uh, and don't pull them away. Don't pull them away. Yeah. But you know, meet them. Say, hey, this is why we need to stay connected. Would you recommend then uh, also having uh, your own group if you for smaller exhibitors out there or any exhibitors out there to start help inviting these people to your own community? I mean, like you can, like dead, like if there's an opportunity, like I don't think it's a negative to do. I think a lot of these kinds of communities are established within mm -hmm. their own kind of world that they're not going to want to be pulled away from what they know and what they're used to. So if, you know, if you're, you know, in a, in a community group that posts on, you post on Facebook, you know, every few days, or you, you know, to go to that Facebook page to see updates of what people have been posting, what they're up to, you're in that rhythm already. You're not going to want to now go join a LinkedIn page or a Slack group because you're going to be taking time away from that Facebook page that you know when you have that rhythm with already. And you're just going to get barriers to entry by pulling people away for, for from something that they're, they know and they're comfortable with. So I think you can have content like on your website or something that you could drive from that Facebook group so people can click on that link and come to your website and maybe on your website there's a page that's like content on your page that people can look at and engage with. But I think as your soul, like your soul direction, I don't think you should be taking people away from where they're comfortable. Sage advice right there. Cause I know I've, I've done the same thing where I get uh, enamored with, Oh, I'm in this group, but then all of a sudden there's the new shiny object over there. And I, I exactly. bounce into that group and it's not as engaging and, and then I just, I lose interest really quickly. And it, and that might be a bad decision on my part, but, uh, but we go where we're comfortable and we only have so many hours in a day. We can only be part of so many different groups. This has just yeah. been fantastic. And I hope that everyone is, is really understanding the need to, uh, to create community and, and engage in community. And I love the idea of the micro events that you brought up earlier. That is just a fantastic way to do it. And from, from an exhibitor standpoint, tapping into those, understanding what they are and tapping into those groups. Evan, thank you so much. As we, as we kind of wrap up today, what are some key takeaways that you want people to really get from today's conversation? I think it's engaging with community that is affected by your event or your sponsorship at an event. I think number two is if you're an event producer, if you're a show manager, creating micro events for community groups to feel like they're part of the event agenda is number two. And I think number three is engage with communities in places that they know and they're comfortable with because you'll have the highest amount of engagement where people go regularly. Awesome. Thank you for those takeaways and everyone rewind that, <laughs> listen to that again and take notes. This has just been absolute fantastic, uh, just content today. So Evan, if people want to reach out to you, they want to absorb some of your content. What's the best way for them to do that? 
yeah, I'm on all major social platforms, LinkedIn, Instagram, kind of everywhere. Happy to chat with anyone who wants to chat about events or anything else that's uh, that's exciting and engaging. Outstanding. I will drop the links into the description, the show notes here. So please take advantage. This guy, his his mind is just fantastic. And check out our previous interview. And he just gave some uh, great nuggets there as well. Uh, Evan, thank you so much for taking the time today and uh, to kind of informing us about the power of community for our events in 2024. Really, really appreciate it. Thanks for having me again. I appreciate it. Uh, it's my pleasure. And everyone continue to come back here to our virtual campus here at Trade Show University. Keep making those events better. We'll see you next time. If you're going to be exhibiting at an upcoming trade show, don't make the mistake of waiting until you get to the show to learn the lessons on what you need to change and those tweaks you need to make for the next time. You could do that before this next show and accelerate your results. I can help you get locked in for success with my expert review exclusively from Trade Show University. Because having a professional set of eyes is so important because you just don't know what you don't know. So through the expert review, we will look at your design, your messaging, goals and metrics, the attendee journey, and all that is going to identify gaps and opportunities you don't even know exist. And we're going to get you capturing more leads than ever before. Go to tradeshowu.biz slash services. That's tradeshow, the letter U dot B-I-Z slash services. And we'll get you getting more qualified leads than ever before.